What you've been doing isn't working. It's caused you to be complacent and you've settled. It's time to do it differently. Be that 1% that separates you from the rest of the flock. Time to take control of your life and own your health back. This is Fit Rebel Radio. Welcome to the Rebellion. What is going on, guys? This is Jose Espinoza. I am your host of Fit Rebel Radio. Welcome back. Welcome back to another great show. I've got a great topic in store for you guys today. And it's something I wanted to share with you guys in regards to the three most important things. One, we work on teaching our clients through our program. And two, um, something I wish I would have learned early on in life, maybe in my mid-20s, when you know, as I'm kind of going through this fitness realm and element, I wouldn't have done things so incorrectly and I would have had better results. I would have, you know, had uh, felt better and not maybe not have gone through the yo-yos of ups and downs of the ga- weight gains, the weight loss, um, and the things that I've struggled with that I know many of you have, okay, uh, from raising a, uh, uh, children to having a career and being extremely busy with life. And if had I known these three things that we work very, very hard on our Rebel Rebuild program to teach our clients, had I've learned these three things, I really, truly believe my health would be exponentially so much better. I mean, just exponentially so much better. I wouldn't be trying to repair or try to correct the error of my ways back then um, and try to make up for time because I, I really can't. You can't make up for lost time. What's done is done. What damage has been created has been created. And all you can do is hope to fix what you have left. Okay, so we only have so much time in this world. You want to extend it as long as possible. But these three elements, if, if we can teach our children these three elements growing up and the importance of these three elements, you know, when it comes down to their health, to their fitness, to their nutrition, to their well-being, they will just be healthier individuals moving forward. And the sooner we teach this to them, uh, the less they're going to be struggling in life trying to deal with health issues that could have been prevented had they've known these things. And like I said, I, I've made my mistakes when I was younger and and I'll go through those things as I kind of go over these three things. So moving on guys, again, if you want to learn more about our program, uh, the Rebel Rebuild program, it's our 90 day program where we take you through three phases and each phase you're learning something and the end all goal of that is you know we're going to get you to a place where you can maintain and uh be sustainable with what you learn and be able to keep the weight off or continue losing weight or continue gaining muscle or keep as much muscle as possible the the goal is yours it's up to you what direction you want to go in and we help you go in that right direction as long as we are in a good starting point and that's what we do we assess We learn, you learn, and we help you understand what's going on and you understand how to take everything we have taught you and make it a sustainable lifestyle and implement everything we teach you within those 90 days. Some people are are done in 90 days. Some people want to continue for another 90 days. Some people jump into our ongoing program because they love learning and continuing to get the guidance and coaching that we offer along with all the accountability. So take a look at, at that, guys. Go to coachbyjose.com. You can see some information on that. Um, Even the link to apply for the program is available in the show notes. Okay, so moving forward, guys, what am I talking about? Three most important things that I wish I knew 
um, in my early 20s, the three most important things we teach our clients. Um, and, you know, hands down, you can talk to any fitness guru, you can talk to any nutrition expert, and there's really nothing they won't agree with in these three basic fundamental rules that, you know, again, that we really work hard at teaching our clients. And if you learn how to grasp these three things and you learn how to implement them in your way, your method, in your life, there's really nothing you're going to mess up. You're going to see some improvement in some form or fashion. Now, the more detailed, the more intricate you are with these things, the better the results are going to be because you can get very detailed. You can go with a broad brush to get to a really fine point brush and get the details out of each one of these elements and just make it that much better. But it all depends on how much work are you willing to put into it. You can put in as little work as possible in each one and still see some results. If you've never implemented any one of these all to, or all three of them together, you can get very general or very specific. And each one will, will give you better results moving forward. All right. So. And I'm going to give them to you in this order, in the order of, of the of the easiest to to accomplish, the easiest to to achieve, to the most difficult one, and the one that the majority of the people struggle with, and you know, and one that I continue to shake my head on and not understand why there's such a hard struggle for for this one. So, the very first one, the very first lesson we try and to try to help people understand is the biggest thing. The easiest thing you can do to improve your health is movement. What do I mean by that? Again, remember I talked about you can be very general or very broad to very specific and detailed. Okay. So what do I mean by movement? Movement is anything that's going to help you um, gain strength. Anything that's going to help you um, increase aerobic capacity uh, in in a situation where you're not out of breath. Um, and a something that's going to help you gain flexibility, some mobility, to what extent, again, it all depends on how detailed you get. And here's why it's so important just to have movement. Movement can be as simple as going out and getting 10,000 steps. And why is 10,000 the magic number? Oh, well, time and time again, studies have shown that a minimum of 10,000 steps is all you need as a daily exercise and it is enough to move the needle on movement it is enough to move that needle forward in the direction you wanted to go in just 10,000 steps you'd be surprised at how many clients we work with that have a hard time just getting 5,000 steps but we try to help them learn how to hit how to um, get base hits with this which means all right maybe this week it's 5,000 maybe next week you push for 6,000 maybe the week after that you find a way to implement 7,000 or you find the 15-minute window, the 20-minute window, the 30-minute window to go out and get steps in. Park further away. The simple stuff you hear everywhere. Park further away. Take the stairs. Don't be afraid to walk You know, from point A to point B instead of trying to find the closest position possible and minimize effort to get there. You know, Take every advantage you can to gain steps, whether it's getting up from your desk and walking around a little bit every hour just to gain steps because movement is the key 
That kind of movement is what's considered non-exercise activity thermogenesis. That it, it consists of a, about about good 70% of your, um, not 70%, but the second biggest way you can burn calories. The first biggest way is just living. It's just your organs living. So let me make that correction. It's one of the second biggest way you can burn calories, more so than just strenuous exercise. But can you do more than just 10,000 steps? Absolutely. When you get into more generalized, now we can talk about exercise. Now we can talk about resistance training and doing simple things like that. By the time we hit our mid-30s, we start losing muscle mass. Okay, And if you're not resistance training, you're not doing any kind of resistance training, you're losing muscle mass even faster. And it's been proven through research that the more muscle mass you can maintain and keep, the more than likely you will live longer. The less muscle mass, the less strength you have, you're not going to live as long as someone who has a significant amount of muscle mass and is healthy in that sense. So when it comes down to exercise, you shouldn't feel like it's a burden. You also should not feel like it's uh, daunting and it's something you do not want to go do because you hate it. You hear all the all the mantras, you know, you know, go hard or go home. Do it because you have to. You know, fuck all that. You do what you love to do as long as it gets the results you're looking for. All right. You do what you love to do every day. It's got to be measurable. It's got to be enjoyable. Okay. And it's got to be able to help you meet your goals. All right. And you've got to be, it's got to be sustainable. Again, that here comes that big S word. It's got to be sustainable because if you can't do it to the time you're 80 and you, you, and it's something you're not going to be able to maintain and do, why even do it? Find something you can do consistently. that's going to help you function in everyday life and all of you, all that's required. And I tell my clients a minimum of three days a week is all you need. Well, what part of the body? Do I do splits? Do, do I, I do upper body one day, lower body? You know, doesn't fucking matter. Doesn't matter. Pick a routine you love to follow on a weekly basis and stick with it. Change it up every so often, but you also have to make sure you it is measurable. Maybe one week for the first few weeks, you're lifting you know, 25-pound dumbbells on a bench press. Your goal is to go to 30, maybe 40-pound dumbbells for the same amount of reps. In about four or five weeks, now you have progressive overload, progressive measurement. Now you understand you're gaining strength. When you're gaining strength, you're gaining muscle density, which is muscle mass, which is going to help you live longer. See how that works? It's simple. It can be full body workouts. Pick out one exercise for each muscle group and do three to five sets of it. 15, 20 reps, 10 reps, and always work on moving up to heavier weight for the same amount of reps, which is an indicator that you're getting stronger. Again, it doesn't have to be very detailed. Now, can you go very detailed with with your lifting and your strength sessions? Yes, absolutely. Knockout strength the first 20 minutes. I only do pulling exercises and then pushing exercises the next the next day. And I alternate between deload days and heavy days. And I end up doing, you know, 60% of my maxes on these days. I mean, you can get as detailed as you want. But again, if that is what you love to do, then great. Do that. But it doesn't, you don't have to go that detailed if you don't want to, all right? Within exercise, it is important. And it's one of the things I've learned um, through Mike Sison's teachings. And I implement this myself. At least every seven to 10 days, I do something strenuous, something that's going to push my heart rate up to its max. I don't do that every day, but I do that at least once every seven to 10 days. It can be short sprints. It can be, you know, inclined hard walks. On intervals, 
it can be a CrossFit workout. It can be a boot camp workout. It can be a, a virtual workout. Whatever you want to do that's going to increase that heart rate up there because you want to put that body through some form of stress, okay? And it's healthy for you to do that. It's not healthy to do it every day. It's almost fucking miserable for me to do it every day. So I don't do that every day. So again, that is one of those healthy elements you can implement into movement. So the number one thing I wish I would have learned in my early 20s is just do some form of movement every day and mix it up. Weight train one day any way you'd like. You know, um, throw some high intensity training every seven to 10 days. Do some strength work in there. Things that you love to do. Get 10,000 steps and just get outside and do some movement. Work on your mobility. Do yoga once a week. It doesn't have to be every day. And it's going to help with mobility and flexibility. You can find videos of that all over the internet, all over YouTube, and just follow along for 20 minutes. Now, the worst thing you can do is try to implement all of that in one day. I'm going to do strength in the morning, hit in the evening, yoga at night. Don't burn yourself out. Keep the shit simple. All right? So that's one thing I wish I would have learned in my early 20s of how to simplify movement, make it fun, make it fit in my life and not just be my life. All right. So the second, second most important thing I wish I would have learned and understood a lot better, nutrition. Not necessarily how to eat, what to eat, but understand nutrition in general. All right. So one of the things I, I really had a hard time understanding is the importance of protein. The importance of protein, even to this day, like I said, we work with our clients and it's like, man, we need to get your protein levels up because you're not even eating the recommended daily allowance, you know, that, you know, that, that the FDA recommends that you should have, you know, um, and that's 60 grams for men, 40 grams for women. That's damn near nothing. I eat that in one sitting. You should be able to eat at least anywhere from 0.7 to 1.5 grams of your body weight in protein. That is going to end up making sure that you maintain the muscle you have. And in some cases, possibly even help you build some more muscle. But it's not the only ingredient you need for muscle building. And this is where I wish I would have learned a lot more. Carbohydrates are your friend. If you want to build muscle and if you want to have the energy to push hard and you don't want to feel drained and run down, you need to understand how important carbs are. They make you feel better. They make your brain function better. They give you the energy you need. And when implemented properly, you're going to properly, you're going to lose weight if you're overweight and you're trying to lose weight by eating more carbs, believe it or not. So in regards to nutrition, I wish I would have understood the correlation between both of those and how they can help me gain muscle, lose fat implement it within timing i mean you can get very detailed with this or you can get very broad how do we get broad with this well you can get broad with this by just going you know what eat a lot of lean protein because you cannot gain weight on overeating lean protein another thing i wish i would have known i will you know and then you can fill the gaps if you understand how many calories you need to have whether to gain uh, muscle gain weight or lose weight as long as you know what that cap is eat your protein and body weight, you can fill the rest of the gaps up with carbs and fat. That's how broad you can be, okay? Can I get detailed, a little bit more general with this? Yes, understand your macros. If you really wanna eat anything, 
understand your macros, know how many grams of protein, how many grams of carbs, how many grams of fat you should eat on a daily basis so that you lose weight and, and or, or gain weight. Can you get more detailed than this? Absolutely. Measure calories, measure carbs, and eat single ingredient foods consistently. Now we're upping the game with performance and we're upping the game with getting as lean as possible and you're getting the best of both worlds. And you can get very detailed with timing of food, with fasting properly, with the intermittent fasting. Again, you can get very general, very uh, very broad, very general, or very detailed with this. And you can take it in levels. We like teaching our clients in levels. Hey, we let's, let's work on protein intake with single ingredient foods. All right, great. If you mastered that, now let's work on protein intake with the calorie cap. Great. You've mastered that. You're ready to move on. Single ingredient foods, protein intake, calorie cap. And let's see if you can manage macronutrients with proteins and fats. I mean, carbs and fats. Some clients will get it. Some of them won't. And we have to back them off and keep them in a specific realm that they can manage and continue losing weight or gaining muscle. All depends on the direction you're going in. So understanding nutrition and also understanding how it affects you the next day, knowing that weight can fluctuate on a daily basis because of nutrition, um, which is one of the reasons I would do that. So yes, one of the things I wish I would have learned sooner is understood how weight, um, daily weight is affected by what you eat and how you feel and paying attention to those things. So the second thing I wish I would have learned more of is understood nutrition to that extent, to as, as well as I've understood it now. But again, now, you know, I'm living better, feeling better, and I'm trying to teach the same thing to my clients. Now, the third and last thing I'm going to go over is probably, and not that it probably is, it is the most difficult thing, the most difficult and the most challenging thing a lot of us, a lot of people have um, issues with and have a hard time doing. They put so much focus, and we tend to put so much focus on everything else that we forget how important this one is. When this one should be the number one thing you fix first, but we really wait to the end because it's the most difficult thing to fix. Um, and that is rest, recovery, and sleep. And mainly just sleep in general. I mean, we can get deep into the topic with sleep, but it, it always never fails. This is like the number three thing or the last thing we try to work with on with our clients, but it, it is ob, uh, absolutely one of the most difficult things for people to manage. And I don't understand how people will want to walk around and, and swing that badge of honor like, you know what, I get less sleep than everyone else and I do get more work done. And I'm like, fucking great, you'll die before any one of us. You know, and I wish I knew that. I wish I didn't have that mindset when I was younger. I wish I didn't have that mindset when I was a young, younger. Uh, rookie police officer thinking, fuck it, I'll sleep when I'm dead was my biggest saying. And to this day, I was like, that was about the dumbest fucking thing I can say. If I can really, if I had really understood the importance of sleep and rest back then, I would not have traded money for lack of rest. And and that's what I did, you know, working side jobs, working two, two jobs. Um, when I was a police officer, working extra jobs. I could have done without without all that extra money. I could have made it work with less and just had better health, you know. But we tend to want to put monetary status 
monetary objects ahead of our own personal health. You know, and it's one of the things I heard um, from another guy I listened to. You know, John, I'll give him credit. John Madsen is another guy I listened to. He says people will pay millions for monetary status and objects and pay pennies for their health. I wish I would have gone back. I wish I can go back in time and reverse that, not taking the extra side jobs and, and done without and lived off of what, what I could as I got promoted or as I found ways to earn more money within the eight hours of work I put in and get plenty of rest so that I can function properly and live better and be available for my family. You know, now there's ways to improve this sleep that I wish I knew as well. All right, so one of the things you want to do to make sure you get the best sleep possible. And these are things I, I, I always tell my clients and I tell people, it's like one, you know, believe it or not, you want to have a good circadian rhythm. What does that mean? Your body knows when, when it needs to be awake and when it, it needs to sleep. And Rob Wolf said it best, the invention of light fucked all that up, you know, because now we can see in the dark and work nights. Now factories were able to operate at night when technically we should have been asleep. So, what you do at the first thing in the morning, you want to try to get as much sunlight as possible so that it wakes you up. Anything from a few minutes to 20 minutes, shit, even incorporate that with your walk at times. You know, get some some sunlight, get some vitamin D in you, okay? Now, that helps set your circadian rhythm. It lets it know you're awake, you're ready to function for the day, almost like an energy booster. When it's time to go to bed, and it's one of these things you kind of want to start checking off the list, again, looking for base hits with this, not trying to do everything at once. But if you at least do one of these things on a regular basis and then slowly implement the others, you're you're moving that needle in the right direction, okay? One, you want to darken your evenings and make them cooler as much as possible. You know, you should have low yellow lights at home. Nothing should be bright and lit up. In the evening, you should have some low dim lights at home. Start getting your body ready to kind of shut down. Two, you know, anything on your phones and electronics, nowadays they've got settings where you can put them on dark mode, night mode. The screen's not bright as blue. Now you can have these um, lenses put in your glasses, in your prescription glasses to minimize the blue light going into your eyes. You know, you want to do things like that. Not do things. Also, staying away from electronics in the sense that where you're reading emails, you're reading news, and you're getting shit that's getting your brain turning and thinking. Those are the things you need to stay away from. I remember working for a company as a health coach, and everyone kept saying, but I've got to answer emails, and I've got to do this at night, and what if an email comes up, and they've got a problem, and there's an issue, and they get off of work at 5 o'clock, and they're still answering emails from home. And I remember having the CEO there and asking him, I said, you know, at what point do you stop answering emails at night? And he was just like, when I get off of work, unless it's an emergency that has to be taken care of and that can be dealt with right then and there. Other than that, it can wait. And I even asked him, do you expect the same out of your employees? And he said, yes. But why did some employees feel the need that they had to answer emails that really weren't going to be affecting anything until the next day again boggled my mind it's that that self-importance aspect that's really not needed that feeling of self-importance and i'm going to sacrifice to have that self-importance now that's not that may not be everybody but this is some of the individuals i did kind of come across 
So minimize what's going to get that brain turning at night. You know, instead, grab a journal, throw all that shit in that journal so that you can have it ready for the next day and know what you need to tackle. All right. That way you've got it out. You're not trying to remember it. It's out on paper. Good. Answer email for this. Answer that. Get X, Y, and Z done. Make your room as cold as possible. Optimally, anywhere from 64 to 66 degrees because you want your body to go down and be one to two degrees cooler at night when you sleep. You know, it has been proven when your body temperature drops when you sleep, it you get the most beneficial sleep overall. You know, so now we've got a dark room. It's a cold room. You minimize blue light. And you minimize anything that's going to get that brain turning, okay, at night. Um, invest in a good mattress. If you're waking up with a jacked up back, shoulder, neck, put some money into your mattress. They've got some high quality mattresses out there. Find something that's going to work and put the money into it. That is that is the you should have a high, just as much of an investment on that mattress than you do. On, you know, that 80 inch screen TV you put in your living room, you know, that surround sound system, you know, that big badass truck you want to drive. You need to put just as much investment into a mattress. Okay. So think about that. Now, I'm not here to endorse any kind of mattress. I'm just saying find the one that works best for you. Okay. Um, another thing. Be careful with what you eat before going to bed. You'll hear these things you shouldn't eat before you go to bed. No, that's, that's fucking irrelevant. What's relevant is paying attention to what you eat. Yeah, you can't be slamming down a whole fucking red steak and then go to bed right afterwards because your body's going to be trying to digest it. Therefore, your body temperature goes up. You're going to want to pay attention to what you're eating. My, me, on the other hand, I can drink a protein shake that's light enough that'll digest pretty fast. And I can sleep pretty well 30 minutes before I go to bed, you know, drinking a protein shake. Some people can't. And this is where you start paying attention to how you slept based off of what you ate the night before. You know, I can tell you this, when my insulin levels are up and normal, I sleep better. Especially when if I try to go very, very low carb towards the end of the night, I sleep much worse because I'll get up in the middle of the night and I'm hungry as fuck and I want to eat. So... And I can't be eating if I'm in a caloric deficit because I'm trying to shut off some few, a few extra pounds. Keep that in mind. You want to save some of the carbs towards the end because that may help you sleep better. You know, so paying attention to what you're eating is going to be detrimental to how you sleep at night. And then we're talking about supplements. What can I take to help me sleep? Well, here's here's my supplement cocktail that I like taking when it's time for me to go to bed. It's pretty simple. I end up taking two to 400 milligrams of uh, magnesium citrate. It's going to help my muscles relax. It's going to help me recover if I've done a strenuous exercise or workout. But I also take vitamin D with it. Research has shown that taking these two supplements together help them break down even better and be absorbed into the system. I'll take anything from 2,000 to 5,000 I use of vitamin D in the evenings a day, every day. No matter what, you know, um, and just standard good old fashioned vitamin D, not D1, D12, D to the fifth fucking power. You don't need any of that, guys. You just need standard vitamin D. Take a look at the back. Make sure that's all it is. Anywhere from 2,000 to 5,000 I use per pill is all you need. You know, give that a try. 
see if it helps you sleep. You can level up by taking something such as L-tryptophan, which is, which is the stuff that will trigger serotonin, get you to feel drowsy, and help you fall asleep even better. It's the crap they find in Turkey. That's why you get sleepy after Thanksgiving dinner. So, in a nutshell, guys, I hope, I hope I didn't bore you to death, but I hope I gave you some pretty clean tips on the three most important things you need you can do to just get that needle of health moving forward okay get some movement in some resistance training in it doesn't have to be a fancy program you don't have to have all these charts and fucking graphs and and periodization just go and fucking lift weight move stretch be flexible be move uh, be mobile implement proper nutrition anywhere from as, as simple as um Maintaining caloric intake with plenty of lean protein to eating single ingredient foods as much as possible with plenty of lean protein to counting macros to uh, and, and eating enough lean protein. Notice that it was is one of the most important things, that lean protein. All right. Stick with something you can do sustainably. Don't start trying to go all paleo and fall off the fucking wagon. Don't start trying to go into... Uh, ketogenic and then fall off the fucking wagon that's not going to work for you full-time find something that's going to be sustainable you need help reach out we can we can kind of set you up into our program and help you out with that and finally do these steps that i gave you at least one of them put them into play to help you get deeper and better sleep overall okay give those things a try let me know how it works you want to, you know, if you do me a favor, share this podcast with somebody who can use some of this help, who may not understand exactly how simple it can be. Ask me anything you guys ha uh, have questions on. I would love to answer them for you. I just wanted to share with you the three most important things that I wish I had a better grasp of when I was younger, because now all that sleep I missed in the past, I can't fucking make up for it. All I can do is try to fix it moving forward. So... Get, you know, think about that for a minute, guys. I appreciate you guys listening. Thank you for giving me your ear. I hope you, you pick something up from this. Hit me with any questions you may have. Share the episode with somebody else who may find interest or need uh, some of this th these pieces of advice that may even need our help with our Rebel Rebuild program. Check out the notes, uh, the link in the show notes, guys. Until the next one. Appreciate you guys listening. So remember, if you want to work with my team, you think we're going to be a good fit and you want us to help you take your life back and own your health, go to coachedbyjose.com, fill out the application, uh, set your appointment, and we're going to reach out to you and see if we're a great fit. Don't forget, download my workout builder, guys, on iOS and Android. Until the next one.